Hello, passengers, and especially you beautiful first-class passengers. That's right. Today is going to be a little bit of a different episode. It is our Halloween spooktacular <laughs> dropping on Halloween. So hopefully you're listening and listening to it on Halloween. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Would the spooks come out? Oh, spooky spooks. The spooks do come yes. out. Yes. Of course, we are the Midnight Train. Are we? The podcast oh, of no. podcasts. America's second favorite podcast. Probably. Where history never dies. Oh, yeah. And we're... We're doing this for the second time. <laughs> but for the first time for you. That's right. Let's just say uh, it's been a rough go of it. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's absolutely uh, fine. Facebook. So what we're doing um, for our special is we are actually going to be reading some of our passengers' actual ghost stories. They're ghost tales, Ooh. if you will. A little chill. As well as having, uh, well, we've got some visitors, some uh, some friends from some other podcasts that decided to send us their audio and tell their ghost stories. So that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. And we'll talk about ours that we have, some little things that have gone down. Yes. Hopefully when you talk about yours, it doesn't kill the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So full disclosure, <laughs> <laughs> we actually uh, recorded this uh, last week. Yeah. Okay, right? When was it? Last Tuesday. Last Tuesday. And right in the middle of it, Facebook had its worst spike of, uh, I guess, it broke. Yeah. That it's had in a very long time, right in the middle of me telling a ghost story. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's there's that. Well, listen, if you're new here, thank you so much for stopping by. If you're not, listen, thank you for being here with us again. This is not our typical episode. It is specifically for Halloween. Just reiterating that one more time. And uh, yeah, so I, I, let's just let's just dive into this. Ooh, let's do it. First of all, I want to say thank you to everyone that sent in their submissions for their ghost stories yes. and for their creepy. Some maybe not even ghost stories. Some just really just creepy and crazy. Yeah, you know. So and uh, yeah. So without further ado, let's do. This one comes from Kelly Ryan. All right, who is a, a magnificent passenger. She says, I know you said personal ghost stories, but this happened to my sister who also listens to your podcast. My sister Meredith moved to Irvington in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I moved to the area soon after. First of all, Irvington is known far and wide for its year-long love and dedication to Halloween. Love it. Mm. It's massive Halloween festival that lasts the full month of October with a huge street festival at the end. Amazing. And the fact that Irvington got its name from the story Sleepy Hollow by... Washington Irving. Oh. Another fun fact, America's first serial killer, H.H. Holmes, lived here while on the run, where he dismembered a 10-year-old boy's body and buried him in the yard. Yikes. Yikes. That's crazy. Oh, boy. I don't like that. Mm -mm. When Meredith, this is her sister, moved into her 100-year-old home, 100-plus-year-old home, old house, her three-year-old son started talking to and playing with an invisible friend. She thought it was just an innocent pretend friend he was always talking to, so she started asking her son questions about his new friend. Her son said that the friend was a man named Yi, and that he had white light coming from his head. Hmm. She thought that was very specific, but was not alarmed. Later, her son also said that Yi comes to play with him through the floor vents. After months of this and her son being adamant that he was real, she did some research on the area where her house was, and what may have been there before the house was built. She also talked to one of the many ghost hunters who had, uh, you know, who head up the Irvington ghost tours in the area. She found out that her house was actually moved from somewhere else to the spot it sits on today, 
which wasn't that interesting. But then she found out that the area had been the campsite for all of the Chinese laborers who were brought over to build the Penzi, short for Pennsylvania, railroad track being built through the city at the time, and that many of the laborers stayed in the area after it was completed. Well, She found out that Yi was a common Chinese surname at the time. Her children are half Cambodian, and she wondered if Yi was a kind spirit uh, guide looking for people like him. I guess the ghost was freak uh, was freaking her husband out, so she said one day she burned Palo Santo and told Yi to go to the light and never come back. Her son never spoke of him again. Spooky. Yeah. She also goes on to say, you guys should come to Irvington in October and go on one of the guided ghost tours. So amazing and worth it. Plus, my sister and I own an ice cream shop in downtown Indianapolis. Uh, We have dairy-free flavors for John and for Logan as well. Yep. So free ice cream for the Midnight Train crew. Uh, Keep up the great work, guys. That's awesome. Yeah, can't wait to go. Yeah, that is kind of spooky, though, like with the... The ye, yeah, with the light coming yeah. up his head, like that'd be. I wonder what that is. What do you think the light is? His goodness. His goodness. Oh, he's got like his aura. Yes, his aura coming out. Like his innocence. His innocence. Innocence. I don't know. I like, I like the aura better. That, that worked better. <laughs> 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 ah, well, thank you so much for that. And yes, I listen. If we ever get a chance, because Indiana's not that far away, we're totally going to come out and we're going to grab some ice cream. Oh yeah, right. Of course, dairy free because you know the belly and stuff. Yes, just saying. And it would be amazing to go out there for one of those ghost tours. Oh, for sure. I think that'd be great. Let's you do know, it. huh? Let's do it. Don't tell me what to do. Like right now. Like right now. Like right now. Okay. <laughs> All right, so next up here, we have one from Mac Darty, another passenger. And he says, hey, guys, just wanted to give you all a couple of my experiences. All right. right. The first of uh, the experience I had that really, really got me into the paranormal happened when I was about 10 or 11. I grew up with my grandparents, and I had a habit of getting up in the middle of the night to get some milk, as we all do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? One night I got up for something to drink, and as I came out of my room, I saw a shadow move from right to left, across the door to the den, into the dining room. I went into the kitchen and got a cup out of the cabinet and poured some milk into it. I turned to put the milk back in the fridge. The room got ice cold, then I woke up on the floor about an hour later. Oof. Mm. I began reading and researching and found out that a lot of time, if a spirit passes through someone... They can drain their energy. So I got knocked out by a ghost. That's crazy. Yeah. Ooh. Can you imagine it just like happening to you like at, at any point? I don't like it. Just walk into a nice hot room and all of a sudden it just gets super cold and you just wake up an hour later. I don't know who the hell you are, where the hell you at, and what the hell happened. I don't like it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't like that at all. Mm. Do you think, I mean, do you think they can like make, like knock you out? I mean. What are they, like the ghost of Bill Cosby? <laughs> Oh, that's a horrible joke, and I am not sorry that I said it. (laughs) All right, he goes on. He says, another experience is back in the late 2000s. The paranormal team I was a member of and I went to Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Yes, we know all about that place. It was getting near the end of our investigation. I believe we were on the second floor, and I told my buddy that I was going to sit on the ledge and smoke a cigarette and take a break. He went on down the hall to do an EVP session. After I finished smoking, I knocked my cherry off and put the butt in my pocket and started towards where my buddy went. When I walked up behind him, I let him know I was there, and he turned around confused as hell. He questioned me about just being across the hall in front of him, and I told him I hadn't been there, 
and I had just finished my cigarette and came straight down the hall behind him. We argued, quote-unquote argued, for about 10 minutes that I wasn't fucking with him or anything. The conversation was caught on his voice recorder. Then it dawned on us what had happened. Um, He had encountered my doppelganger. He then realized that what he encountered did seem to put off the vibe of being angry and that it wasn't happy that he saw it from its his body language. I'll have to go through old hard drives to see if I can find that recording again because when we went back and listened to it, it was really creepy. If I do find it, I'll send it in uh, also. That's yes, absolutely. He also says, looking forward to the Halloween episode. <laughs> well, we're here. Here it is. Yeah, that's pretty wild though. I've never, I don't think I've ever had uh, the doppelganger thing happen. Yeah, no. Can you imagine that when you come downstairs? I mean, one of me is enough, dude. Can you imagine? I'm just saying, like, what if it was of me? What what if it was of Mama? Of what? Like, you come downstairs and you know Mama's upstairs sleeping, and you walk into the kitchen, and there she is in the fridge. Sounds like a good time, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Double the pleasure, double the fun. You know, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm totally kidding. I'm not kidding. (laughs) It'd be really creepy, though. That would be like that would be extremely creepy. Like especially like if you saw like yeah you were literally talking to somebody and you watched them walk away or you walked away from them and then all of a sudden they're there but it's not them. It's like yeah they've got a weird you know weird vibe about them like darker energy or something. You know goosey pebbles. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't I don't know if I like that at all. No. Especially with like a little kid too. Yeah. Oh that's the worst. Oh it's the worst. Kids kid, creepy kids are way worse. Like way worse, way worse, way worse. Like absolutely. Come like play with us. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to play with you, Paige, little <laughs> fucker. Gage is his name. Gage. I think it's Gage. Gage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't like it. I don't even like. <laughs> I don't like most little kids who aren't possessed or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? You see him and you're like, this kid's gonna like poop on something. Or I'm just kidding. I have multiple children and grandchildren, so we all know that. I'm just teasing, but I'm not really kidding. Anyway, so <laughs> now we do have some audio from a friend's podcast, Ooh. all right? Um, and this is the Phantom Jukebox podcast, all right? So make sure you guys are checking out the Phantom Jukebox podcast, and uh, let's hear what they got to say. Hello, I'm Ty Lindy. And I'm Joe Shannon. And we're from Phantom Jukebox, where two musicians dive into the world of music and their mysteries. Yes, and we have uh, two spooky stories for you today. Yes. Well, I mean, I suppose I was supposed spooky, right? Kind of spooky. All right. So, Joe, why don't you take the lead on this one? Okay, cue spooky music. Here we go. Perfect. Late one night, I was trying to get some Z's in. And it worked. I was asleep. Until I had awoken. You know how you can't remember the ends, like most of, I can't remember most of my dreams, but I awoke to the sound of a little boy saying, hey, hey, hey. And that last hey is what actually woke me from my sleep. And in the moment, just pure terror of like, and I just, in my head, was talking to myself of like, nope, don't want to talk to you. Nope, 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 nope go nope. away. Don't want to talk to you. I'm not about talking to spirits. If I don't open my eyes, you don't exist. Yeah. Um, I, but when I first woke up, I immediately looked around my room because I'm like, it really sounded like there was someone next to me saying, hey, hey, hey. 
it freaked me out. I immediately like woke up in like a panic, like about trying to help somebody. Then I realized no one was there, and that's when the creepiness set in. And I, it can it can be explained away as you know just the tail end of my dream that is the only part that I can remember. You know how you wake up from a dream that you are falling in and you think you were falling for real once you wake up. But in that moment, I was uh, uh, using all of my uh, silver tongue abilities to uh, dispel away talking to anyone in that particular moment. I did not want to talk to anybody, especially a little boy that I've never met. Especially especially terrifying Ghost Jr. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that's that's kind of it for mine. It's not very long, but that scared the shit out of me. So to you, you think it was, your explanation is you think it was a lucid dreaming, basically. Yeah, I think I, I had a dream that I can't remember, and it, it ended with like that, and that woke me up. And that's the only part that I remember from it. But in the moment, it felt so real. Lucid dreaming is pretty scary. Not going to lie. Yeah. I, uh, I've had my experiences of that when, uh, I don't know, I'll, I'll wake up or uh, you can't like come to for a couple seconds. And then, yeah, your instincts are to, I mean, my two instincts are to get up or run away, you know, stay there or run away. But mm-hmm. I guess you're one of the nice people that have a third option, which is someone's in danger. Yeah, <laughs> that was my immediate reaction. That's just because you're a good person. Thank you, thank you. Now for my scary story. Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> Long ago, on a dark night, two friends were hanging outside the local Circle K in their neighborhood. You see, these two friends used to spend all, a lot of time together. They were they were best friends. But new jobs, school, they weren't able to hang out like they used to. So they had to do what they could, which is standing outside, Jay and silent bobbing it outside a gas station for real, for a good to two, three hours a night. Multiple nights. Reese's fast break in one hand, Arizona tea in the other. Jovial topics, movies, comics, music. But one night was different from these. One night would be permanently implanted into yours truly's mind forever. You see, prices were low, but the moon was high. The Circle K we were occupying was in the corner of a four-way, four-way stop. Nothing for at least ten miles on either side. The only thing that occupied it was a single light in the countryside. So there's the light from Circle K, and there's the light from the stoplight in the middle of the four-way stop. Nothing else. Me and my friend look into the direction of the stoplight, and there's nothing there. And then we go back to our topics. You see, I was suffering from some computer problems. I had custom-built a PC with a friend of mine, and things weren't working like they were supposed to. Randomly, things would just deselect while I was in the middle of typing. I would lose Wi-Fi service. It just, it just wasn't working. But then, we, out of nowhere, a man with a walker, with tennis balls, three tennis balls, he was missing one. He comes up to us, and he, he looks at me, real, like, squinting his eye. He just looks at me. 
as I'm talking about my computer problems. And he goes inside. He gets those little, those gold pack of Marlboros, those little short ones. And he comes back outside and he starts to light it. He pulls this like elastic string from his walker to light the cigarette. Because of course he's got things figured out. He lights the cigarette as I'm explaining, I spent a lot of money on this computer. It's not working. Why isn't it working? It should be. And then he looks up to me and he says, Oh, that's because you're using the wrong mouse and keyboard. (laughs) Me and my friend look at this man. Who are you? Apparently, this random vagabond was one of the people that allegedly helped form the early stages of the internet. (laughs) Or at least that's what he claimed. (laughs) Wow. Let me describe this character for you. He was wearing a yellow t-shirt that was at least two sizes too small. Full Winnie the Pooh action. The belly was out. (laughs) Basketball shorts. Socks and sandals. Like the same, that strap on. Yeah. The walker was one of those like canes that is like a single walker thing. Like that ends in four feet, but it's just actually a cane. Okay. And then uh, you come up to him, he was a heavy set man, not much taller than me. So like maybe my height, 5'11". He had a ponytail that was dyed red. He had no hair on the, like monk situation. No hair until you got to the back part of his head. That was a red dyed ponytail. (laughs) He had about five teeth. And he was telling me that basically because I was using an old mouse and keyboard that uh, the amount of information a new computer was pumping through the wired mouse and keyboard, he said was like trying to shove the Hoover Dam through a garden hose. He said it just wasn't going to work very well. He said, oh. new computer, new mouse and keyboard. Wow. I looked at my friend and I went, hey, that makes a lot of sense. Gee, thank you, mister. And I looked, and he was gone. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He was gone. A man in a bright yellow shirt. In the middle of like this you could see the road for miles. He was gone. Wow. And I tried what he said. I'll be damned if it didn't work. Wow. Fix my computer problems. So that night, we apparently met one of the forefathers of the internet. You met a real angel. I met I I call him the wandering techno sage. my story. That man is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I might have met God that night. <laughs> That's so funny. That was pretty awesome. Wow. What a great story. Two stories. Cool. I want to say thank you to the, the gentleman over at the Phantom Jukebox podcast. Make sure you get over there and support them. Let them know that we sent you. Right? Because we we're building friendships and that's what, we, that's what we do here. We build, you know what? We build families, Logan. That's what we build. We build families. Yes, we build. We build. We build families. That's kind of spooky, but also cute at the same time. But you know, not in that rapey way. Like more of a, you know, like, like a Frankenstein kind of way. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, like a like camaraderie. You know, like I'm sorry, you said what? Camaraderie. Camaraderie. That's what I said. Oh, okay. Like every you come into my house, yeah, aka my audio space. Yes, I come into yours, oh. and we all just get along. 
Okay. The uh, the second guy's voice. I I, I love his story first and foremost, yeah. but his voice is very like a, you, he's he should totally like narrate like ghost stories. Yes. You know what I mean. So oh, yeah. so definitely check him out, especially if you liked what he was doing because that whole the way he was talking was very almost like a rasp in his voice. Yeah, I can't get the rasp in there. You got to. I wonder. <clears throat> hold on. I wonder. I can't do it. <laughs> when I do it, I sound like an old Southern man. Gonna have to have the. No, I can't even do that. <laughs> Almost sound like I lost my voice in the war. Yeah, back in my day, me and Charlie would pin down in the bunkers. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, you people? <laughs> All right, so thank you to those guys. Awesome, awesome. And uh, now we're moving on to another, another amazing passenger, a first class passengers. Oh yes, their story, their tale, if you will. Ooh. I'm gonna now. I feel like I've got to like step up your game. I'm gonna step up my vocal game here. All right, so, to, hold on, lower it down. Even though it's from Colleen Cox, who's a female, so I don't think she'd really talk like that. But I'm gonna tra- I'm going to translate it into a more narrative sense. Yes. Right. Magically wisp it away. Oh. To the wonderful world of audiophilia. Oh yes, I am an audiophile. Audiophile. Yes. Make sure the audio is pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> Enunciated, should I say? I like my audio. All right, so it says here, from Colleen Cox, I've been meaning to send this to you for a few days. So this happened to me in 2010. I had taken my future ex-husband to a historic bed and breakfast in Bardstown, Kentucky, for our anniversary to sit in a room and watch the Winter Olympics and drink wine. Love it so far. Yeah, that's pretty good. That being said... Feel free to remove this part, given the current climate. (laughs) Too late. (laughs) We were booked into the old slave quarters that had been converted into a large bathroom, bedroom, kitchenette situation, and it was the only room in that house. She actually put wah, wah, so I gotta do it. Hold on. (laughs) Anyways, as you walk in, the bathroom was on the left and the bedroom on the right, with the kitchen straight down the hall. We had dinner in their wine barn and walked back to the room around 10 p.m. and immediately got into our PJs, hopped in bed, and flipped on winter specimens with another glass of wine. At some point, we both drifted off during the luge. We were awoken around 2 a.m. to noises in the kitchen. It sounded like clanking glasses or dishes, and it continued for several minutes. Being the chicken shits we are, we just decided to pull the comforter over our heads and whisper a non-existent plan. Now, this comforter was one of those white cotton waffle-woven duvets, so you could see through it a bit. After the clanking ceased, we heard the old wood floors between the kitchen and the bedroom creaking, and the room got extremely cold to the point where we could see our breath under our flimsy fort blanket. We both held our breath after that, and I managed a peek through the duvet. I shit you not, there was an outline of a figure standing over my side of the bed. I heard very low whispering, and it had a slight accent, but I couldn't make out what it was saying. I will say it felt feminine and non-threatening. It seemed like it was just trying to communicate something. As quickly as it came, it was gone. The room warmed back up slowly, and we got out of bed and investigated. Glasses were in the sink turned over, they had been on the counter, and the light wasn't working. We spent a few minutes sitting in bed with all the other lights on until we finally went back to sleep, gripping each other tightly like two scared children. I can't say for sure what it was, but it was very creepy and scared the piss out of us. Here's a link to the hotel I imagine that room is not 
quote-unquote, available now. And, uh, yeah, she gave us a link for this. So it's uh, rosemarkhaven.com. So if you guys are in that area of Kentucky, you guys should check it out. Do it. It's Bardstown, Kentucky. She says, um, it itself is quite historic, supposedly very haunted, and has great distilleries if you ever want to do a cool trip and choo-choo. I like that. Yeah. True, true. And you had me at ghosts, but then you topped it off with distilleries. Yeah. I'm in, and that's not too far away from us. Ooh. Kentucky? That's not too far. Yeah. I don't know where Bardstown is. It's probably on the other side of the state. It's probably like 27 hours away or something like that. No, it's not 27 hours away, but you know what I'm saying. Anyway. No. Right. 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 So was that voice all right for that one? It was good. Or should I get, like, does it need to be more? It needs to be, like, very. needs to be. Ooh, I'll do that for this one. Yes. What do you think? I should have that. This old type speak. Yeah. Oh, yes. Ooh, okay. Ooh, okay. I like okay. that. Yeah. This is from Passenger I Bullethead. And amazing name, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I hope it's not, like, a bad thing. Anyway. All right. And he says, <clears throat> At your request, I'm sending you this story. This didn't involve me directly, but to my family. Years ago, my cousin and his wife were hit by a drunk driver while biking. My cousin survived, but his wife did not. My parents went to the funeral out of state, but I could not attend due to work and school. In the days before the funeral and the days of record stores, my father and cousin went to the record store so they could find a Louis Armstrong record with It's a Wonderful World song his wife's favorite song. They both searched the location of where the record would be placed in the store, but could not find it. They asked an employee who has searched and could not find it. They looked in different sections of the store to no avail. As they were about to leave the store and being desperate to find the album, they decided to check one last time. When they returned to the section, they had already searched. There, sitting in front of all the other albums, was the record they had been looking for. Strange or paranormal, you decide. In the same time period before the funeral, my other cousin, sister to the cousin who lost his wife, was home alone, with everyone else out running errands. When my aunt returned home to the, the large house, three-story large far farmhouse, that is, she heard crying. Assuming it was her daughter crying, she sought her out to console her. She searched the house and could not find her, only to encounter her coming in from outside. She explained she had been on a walk and had not been inside for some time. No one else was in the house who could have been crying. Finally, on the day of the funeral, my father told me that while leaving the funeral home, there was music playing over the intercom system in the vestibule. As they were walking out, It's a Wonderful Life began playing. Or It's a Wonderful World, excuse me. <laughs> Damn it, I fucked it up. <laughs> it's a Wonderful World began playing. The favorite song of my cousin's wife. This was not related to the record they had bought to play, coincidence or paranormal. I'm sure not the terrifying, nail-biting story you were looking for, but I thought it was spooky enough to mention and pass on. Yeah, that's pretty pretty wild, man. Yeah. That is, um, I mean, one, first and foremost, our deepest sympathies go out for you know, you know losing somebody in your family. That's horrible. Yeah. That's absolutely, especially in that type of way. Horrible. But going in and looking for the record, and nobody can find it. Right. Nobody can find it. And then all of a sudden, as you're walking out, it's like, wait a minute, didn't we just look here? You know? Yeah. Kind of weird. That is weird. It's kind of weird. You know? I'm not, I don't know if it's... it's hey, that's kind of spooky. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's kind of like... It's weird. Yeah. It's very weird. It's very weird. But then, you know, hearing someone crying inside the house. Oof. And then the little girl like, no, I was outside. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not coming inside now. Mm, no. <laughs> I'm going to sleep out in the barn. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's kind of creepy. And then when the song was playing and it wasn't them playing the record, yeah, that's I don't know, man. That's a lot of really. And again, it's not like overtly like oh, and the ghost came out and you know what I mean, right? But it's still got that that you know that that creepy nuance to it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's very weird. I had a uh, uh, a good uh, buddy of mine who uh, unfortunately passed away due to cancer when he was thirteen. And uh, right before he passed away, he told his sister that you always know I'm around whenever you smell oranges. And the day he passed, he or the day of the funeral, um, she went back to the house and like walked into her room, and all she could smell was like freshly peeled oranges. And it was like the most disturbing thing ever. She literally called me crying because she was like, "He's here." Did someone clean the house and not tell her? I, I, I don't, <laughs> sorry, what, sorry. So I was kind of like that was horrible. That was horrible. I was I'm like, sorry, that wasn't funny. I'm sorry. It was kind of funny. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Wait, which is weird. Yeah, that is that is crazy. Right. Like, I mean, listen, man, we talk about it all the time. We don't know. No. We do not know. No. So thank you for the, the story. And again, our deepest condolences uh, for, for your loss. But that's, that is super, super creepy. So now we have uh, the Happy Hour podcast that sent us their story. And so yeah. we're now going to hear from them. Make sure you check out the Happy Hour podcast. And again, Tell them the Midnight Train sent you. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Mike. And I'm Tabby. And we're from Happy Hour Podcast. You can find us at Linktree. That's linktr.ee forward slash happy hour podcast three. And we are going to be telling some personal ghost stories for our friends at the Midnight Train Podcast. So for you guys uh, listening to this, uh, they reached out to us and wanted us to do some personal ghost stories that we have to share with you. So uh, I'm going to turn it over to Tab and let her tell hers first. So take it away. Thank you. My one of my many experiences was at a local cemetery around the corner from us called St. Andrew's Cemetery. Um, Mike and I had been investigating the cemetery for hours. Um, of course, we got, you know, the little areas of, of cold, um, things moving, wind chimes going off, and there was no wind. Nothing really significant. Um, so long story short, it was the bewitching hour, and we were about to wrap it up. Uh, it's kind of on a hill, and um, Mike was at the top of the hill. I was towards the bottom, and out of the corner of my eye, I see a black figure. Now... It, it was like a shadow um, I blinked and it moved and it moved from tombstone to tombstone I would say probably about 50 yards from me um, as I turned around to find out where Mike was I looked back and now it's about 30 yards from me and if you've ever seen the movie The Frighteners you know how the um, the ghost like flows and like jumps from location well this this shadow figure what looked like that but it was in all black um it had a uh old catholic priest's hat um you know the really big i wouldn't call it bill but the the round part um it 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 was all black it was terrifying you couldn't see through it um so as it was jumping from tombstone to tombstone um and not just straight ahead. It was going back and forth, left and right. And not just one. It was skipping 
like four, five, six tombstones. Um, as I turned around, I screamed at Mike. I said, get to the car. We have to get the fuck out of here. Get to the car. So I looked back, and it stopped at a tombstone dead in front of me, maybe 20 feet away, and it's moving back and forth and bobbing and, and like, swaying like it's about to attack. I turned around, and Mike and I hauled ass to the car, got in the car, and at that point, the adrenaline was rushing because God only knows what this this thing, this entity could do. Mike, serves up. So, the story I have is, uh, again, involving Tab and myself and a mutual friend of ours who I won't name for reasons. Um, but we visited this cemetery in Indiana. It was called Bridgewater Cemetery. It was uh, old Civil War era. And uh, some time ago, uh, like she had stated in her story, uh, one of our hobbies was... Uh, just going to cemeteries and taking pictures and seeing if we can capture any ghosts. Now, this cemetery, uh, again, was old Civil War era. Uh, it had uh, some slaves that uh, lived on the land along with the people that own the land. And it and uh, right at the beginning of the cemetery, there was this giant tree, which uh, legend says is where the... Uh, Slaves would be hung by the owners for whatever reasons. So we decided to drive out one night and visit this. And we were there for about an hour or so and didn't really pick up on much. So we decided to pack it in. And when we got into Tab's car to leave, uh, we had made it about 20 feet. And uh, she had stopped the car suddenly and looked at me in the rearview mirror and said... Uh, who is that sitting next to you? And I looked over, and there's almost a uh, full-body apparition of somebody staring at me. And it freaked us out really bad. So we uh, we jumped out of the car, and when we looked back into it, uh, the apparition was gone. And uh, there was a handprint on the car... Uh, on the passenger side back seat uh, from next to where I was sitting. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> the uh, the rest, as they say, is history. Wow, that's that's pretty... I don't like shadows, man. I'm not cool with shadows. No. I'm not cool with shadows. I'm not cool with any of that. Especially growing up with Reagan, who like had that shadow people phase where she was always seeing shadows in the corner and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The first time I ever found out about that was when we went to New York. Mm-hmm. We're all sleeping in the, the room, siblings, you know, and yeah. you're in the other room, and mm-hmm. she just comes crawling out of the bed, and she goes, I see dead people. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, going to sleep. <laughs> Go night, night. Pow. <laughs> Hit a ring. Yeah. Um, so I guess this is a good time to kind of like segue into some of our, our um, stories. Um, one I want to talk about, especially from that one, is that whole like the shadow thing. Yeah. So in when I was younger... Um, my mother lived in a house mm-hmm. and the backyard basically butted right up to a cemetery Ooh. and it was considered one of the, the biggest cemeteries in the, that county that we lived in, in okay. here in Ohio. And, um, you know, of course there was, you know, everyone always had the talk of, of the witch's ball. Everybody has a witch's ball. Mm-hmm. You know, you go out in the middle of winter and it's warm and you go out in the middle of summer and it's cold and it's like well that's how solid marble works people you know what i mean like <laughs> and when the sun's hitting it it's going to 
retain heat, you know, and, and anyway. Yeah. So I, obviously I wasn't a, a believer of that. Of that. Uh, there was also another one in the, um, there was a huge statue and it was like right when you first walked into the cemetery and it's of a, uh, a guy who's like, it looks like a general or something and he's standing there, but all of his fingers are broken off oh. on the statue. It's very old. Like I'm talking okay. late 1800s, early 1900s, you know, and it's like all, you know, weathered the white, the weathered, like the, uh, the marble ones they had back in the day or whatever. Yeah. I think they're marble. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, um, so it's, you know, it's standing there like this and it's eyes because of, um, you know, just age or whatever. They're, the way it was done is that like they they cut when they make the statue mm-hmm. in order in order for it to make it look like it has uh, like an iris mm-hmm. they cut it out right? right to make it look like it has an iris so um, age and weather and whatnot made it black so it almost looked like it's staring at you oh and everybody always said that too like oh yeah the, you know it's, it stares at you when you go in so the story was that when you went in oh no no when when it was Years and years ago, of course it always is. And it's some kids mm-hmm. were throwing rocks at the statue. And that's how its fingers got broke off. Uh-huh. So these kids were just being little dipshits and tossing these rocks gotcha. at, at the statue. And it broke the fingers off of it. And I don't know how the story kind of works or whatever. But um, early one morning, one of the kids who were throwing the rocks at it or whatever, they found him dead at the foot of the statue with the statue on top of him. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That's the story. And so they, you know, put the statue back up and the kid died, and yada, yada, yada. Now, if you look up any records, nada. Uh, and why would you put the statue back up? Right, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't know. Okay, so now that same cemetery, my buddy and I, and I will leave his name out, um, even though he kind of dined himself out the other day on Facebook, but... Um, so we were kind of like exploring the cemetery. I used to love going and just, I've mentioned this before on the show. I used to love going there and just like reading. Right. Um, I would find like, you know, sometimes they have like benches mm-hmm. in there and stuff. So I used to just go and sit or I'd find a, a cool looking headstone or whatever. And I'd just sit there and I'd read. I nice. loved reading by that. It was so peaceful, so quiet. And of course I was a macabre little shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so one day my buddy, he comes over and he's staying uh, at the night or weekend or whatever with me. We were in high school or whatever like that. So it's like, dude, come on, let's hang out. You know, it wasn't drinkers or anything like that. We would just hang out, you know? Right. So um, he wanted to go and explore the cemetery. So we're going out there and it started getting like dusk. All right. And of course, I've already heard these stories. Right. But then there were stories that there were, um, in, so there were sewer tunnels underneath this thing. I mean, big, the big ones, big ones Ooh. with like rooms in them. Oh, wow. Where we've actually gone into them to check them out during the day or whatever. And there was, um, you know, it opens up into like a little room. And, and I don't know if it's a maintenance room or what the hell it is. I have no idea what the hell. I don't know how sewer pipes work, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, of course, you see like the 666. And, like, weird stuff like that because, you know, yeah. kids doing kids stuff or whatever. So, one day we're out there and we're just, it's it's dusk. So, it's starting to get dark. Mm-hmm. And he all of a sudden grabs me. And he's like, dude, did you see something behind that tree? I'm like, what? And I'm looking and I, I don't really, I don't really see anything behind a tree or whatever like that. Right. And then out of the corner of my eye, and it could have been just from him telling me this stuff. I thought I saw something go, like a shadow, go from behind one tree to another. Oh, wow. Like fast, though. It was fast. It was like, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm ready to go. You know, he's like, no, nah, man, it's probably nothing. It's probably nothing. That's the, first of all, whenever you say that, it's probably something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, and then um, we saw these, uh, like, uh, candles, like, lighting up by themselves. Oh, shit. That, turns out that they were, uh, like, the light-sensitive ones, so at dusk, uh, they popped. But at the time, we were already on edge, we're like, <gasps> you know? <laughs> and then as we're walking back, one of those sewer tunnels or whatever, um, we we kind of go on top of it, and we, like, look down inside of it, and, you know, kind of going, hello, is anyone in there? You know, just being dumbasses mm-hmm. or whatever. But then all of a sudden, in the water, and there's like a little, probably about a two, maybe an inch, two inches of water, mm. you heard someone's feet, like, running fast in water, like, in the water. Oh, shit. Dude, we bonked out. And in the middle of that, I had an asthma attack. Oh, shit. I'm, like, running back. I'm like, <gasps> he's like, dude, you can't die now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we run back to the house, and um, that's the same house that I've talked about before where one of my friends was staying there, and he woke up, and he says these swears that like someone that looked like a ghost that looked like Abraham Lincoln was above his bed and he was like paralyzed yeah. and he couldn't move or whatever. That dude never came back. Oh, yeah. So that's 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 one of my ghost stories. I mean, is it was it just our our minds playing tricks on us or did I see something in there? All I know is when and it, listen, it very possibly could have been an animal in there. Yeah. But it sounded like human feet, like you know, but but fast. It was like I didn't wait to find out. No. Yeah. Nope. All you, for all you knew, probably was Scooby Doo. I don't know what it was, and I, it, I'm no. good. I'm good. You sure? And then having the asthma attack, I was like, uh, Yeah, that would have been it for me. This is how it goes. This is how it happens. <laughs> this is it. This is it. This is how I die. In a cemetery, being chased by nothing. So that's, yeah, that's mine. So now you have one. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, oh, you're going to get down in it? I'm going to get down in it. All right. All right. So go ahead. Ready? Yeah. So there I was. Oh, boy. <laughs> Working third shift at a prison. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you should have a cigarette in your hand right now. <laughs> While I'm working third shift, we have so <laughs> with 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 how everything's set up at the prison. I kind of wanted to keep going with that, but no, that's all right. Go 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 ahead. Go ahead. How everything's set up at the prison, uh, all the doors are electronically popped. So there's a big monitor, kind of like what I have in my lap right now. Uh, but there was like a big monitor on a desk, and when you work third shift, it's skeleton crew. It's just one person to a pod. Nothing too crazy or anything like that. Right. But when you're in the pod, you got 240 inmates. You got 120 on the first level, and you got 120 on the second level. So, obviously, the quickest way to get up there is through stairs and this big old banister or whatever up there that you can see the inmates' doors and stuff. So, one night, Ooh. I'm sitting at the desk. Okay. All of a sudden, I hear a door go, almost like it popped open. Oh. I look at my screen. I don't see anything there. Ooh. Everything's green, meaning everything's locked. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. I look around. Mm-hmm. I thought I saw the heavy set apparition, a shadow like figure on the very top banister. Heavy set. Looking it down at me Ooh. and slowly walking towards the emergency exit door. Okay. Me, at first, I'm like fucking freaking the fuck out because I thought someone popped out. I was like, but You're in a prison. I'm in a prison, one. Yeah. Two, I was like, Two months into the job, and I was like, I'm gonna fucking lose my job. Well, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. State benefits. But, but you're in a prison. <laughs> Let's just focus on mainly that part. I mean, the job, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So I immediately run up the stairs, flashlight in hand. Okay. I'm checking all the rooms, checking all the doors. Everything seems like they're shut. Okay. As I'm getting towards the end of the banister, mm-hmm. getting close to the emergency exit, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it just pops open. Oof. And then slams shut. Huh? fucking scared the shit out of me but you know being a good boy I didn't run I ran at it you say good boy or dumb boy yes okay so I ran at the door 
called the intercom or over my uh, my walkie. Tackle the door. I wish. <laughs> I just bust through it. Those are steel doors, man. Yeah. No, I'm good. And I, I waited over and I was like, does anyone come through here checking the emergency exits, whatever? And everyone's like, no, no, everything's good, good, good to go, whatever. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Not a big deal. I open the door, look down there, didn't see anybody down there. Close the door again. I'm like, you know, it's all in my head, it's all in my head, nothing to worry, really worry about. But as I'm walking away, fucking door opened again. And it kind of stayed open a little bit. Okay. And then slowly creaked closed. And those doors, they don't move slow. They open and close quick. Uh. And it's just slowly creaking. And then you just heard the as it locked. So me, I'm like, there's somebody in the fucking stairs. I don't got nothing on me. I'm like, I need somebody over here now. And my lieutenant comes walking by. He's like, what's going on, dude? I'm like, I think somebody is in the emergency exit. Like, with somebody walking in there checking things out. He's like, nah, man. That's our old LT. I'm like, come again? He's like, yeah, it's the old LT. About a year ago before you started here, our lieutenant, heavier set guy, worked this pod. Had a heart attack inside the pod. Died instantly. Mm. He's like, and every now and then, he fucks with the new kids. Mm. I'm like, you're fucking with me, right? He's like, no. He's like, you just watch, make sure you're doing your job. Mm. From that point on, I never worked a pot again. I was always in the yard. <laughs> Here's my badge. Here's my whatever I have on me. I will see you guys later. You don't have to send me a check. I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. But, mm. but I'm state benefits, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Oof. Oof. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. So moving on to our passengers here and their stories. We have uh, two from uh, passenger Nicholas Cooper. All right, and this one, let me, let me settle in real quick. <clears throat> you got this. All right. All right, so I live in a semi-small city with a population around 20,000. Right next to one of the elementary schools here in town, there is a trail that follows the river for a few miles. A couple weekends ago, me and my friends decided to walk the trail at like 11.30 at night. Now, keep in mind, we were a little drunk and high, but this still gives me goosebumps to think about. Anyway, we were walking down the trail for a good 10 or 15 minutes, and... We noticed it's a little colder than usual, but we just rode it off because we were close to the river. So we continued down and we kind of get a creepy feeling like someone was watching us or something. It was really creepy. So we decided to turn around and head back as we were all a little freaked out. But when we turned around, we heard someone scream. It didn't say anything, but it was a bone-chilling scream that sounded painful. At that point, we started running towards the nearest light we could see. That's when we heard the second scream, and this one asked for help, and it was clearly a woman. We stopped and thought for a second, because this could be someone needing help. Then, from the side of the trail, from behind some trees, a huge-ass branch was launched towards us, followed with another blood-curdling scream. We ran all the way back to my friend's house, and none of us said a word to each other the rest of the night. It may have been someone just fucking with us, but the possibility of it not kind of freaks me out because I have no clue what happened. Kind of weird. <laughs> yep. Kind of weird there, Nick. Uh, just saying. Yeah. Little freaky. Freaky deaky. Little freaky deaky Dutch boy. Yeah. Um, that one's odd. I'm just going to say. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't know what I would do in a situation like that. You hear someone screaming. Do you go and Try to help, or do you potentially get murdered yourself? Me, I would probably uh, not go running headfirst into the screaming person. I would probably creep 
that way to see what was Would you going. creep? Yeah, keep it on the down low because nobody else has got to know. I could keep going forever. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> so you would, you would be on the low low trying to go around. Yeah. and Really? Because, I mean, at this point, I'm probably already too late. You know what I mean? I've seen so many horror movies. You but know what I mean? at least I could be, you know. You ever notice how Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, Freddy, how they just pop up? I mean, like that? Like that. Yes. <laughs> we have a screen behind us right now. And yes. And they just, no matter how fast you're running, they're doing a little leisurely stroll and they wind up in front of you every time. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, you can creep. Yeah. But I might get creeped on. But then TLC is going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what I could do. I don't know or what I would do. I, I have no idea. Yeah. I don't. I, but hearing a scream, I'd probably like call 911. You, you, uh, you want to go down to Turkey Foot later? Hmm? Turkey Foot Cemetery? Ooh. It's a little, a little, a little cemetery down the street? Yeah. I mean, kind of now. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, it is. Listen, it is almost, it is actually All Hallows' Eve. Oh. Ooh. When the ghosts come out. We're recording this, actually, on All Hallows' Eve. That is, All Hallows' Eve is, yeah. right? Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> My watch hates me. Anyway, see, even it's freaked out. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so Nicholas has another one here, and this one is, he even says, I have another one, but it's kind of hard for me to share. It took my friend's life. And this is a really, really, really hard story to, first of all, tell us, yeah, but for me to tell, and so I'm not even going to use a voice or trying to make any kind of whatever to it, because this is like, this one's, it's deeply, it, it yeah, yeah, we'll just go through it here, yeah. So he says, there were four of us, including me, and we decided to go camping one summer. We were all seniors in high school at this point. We get to the camp spot and set up, um, uh, and set up and everything is great. We are laughing, joking, and having a genuine good time. This continues for the rest of the day and into some of the night, until at around midnight, my friend Trevino decides it'll be good fun to play with a Ouija board. Mm. This is when the night took a dark turn. Me and one of my friends were hesitant because we had heard about some of that bad juju around them. But with a little convincing, we reluctantly played. Now, something to note about my friend Tage is that he wasn't the smartest when it came to school or books. He was a fantastic person with a heart of gold, and I would give a lot to see him again. Back to the story, we are sitting next to the fire, circled up around that horrid board with all eight hands on the piece. It started to move, and we all were teasing about who was moving it, when it started quickly moving from the letter B to the letter F very quickly and it freaked us out and we let go of the piece no one had noticed but at this point my friend Tage was frozen still with almost no emotion on his face and his eyes rolled back in his head he suddenly started saying words that sounded almost Latin mixed with English I'm not sure but it didn't make any sense we tried to shake him out of it but nothing really worked until Trevino threw the board into the flames which made Tage fall unconscious into the dirt we packed up that same moment and headed back home Tage didn't wake up until we dropped him off and he seemed fairly normal other than freaked out a bit we didn't see him at school for the next three days and so me and my other two friends thought we should go back and check on him as no one has even heard from him as soon as we turned on to his block I got a horrible feeling in my stomach and I see cop cars in front of his house all I remember is hearing his mother's wails into the street when we finally got to her, she gave us the news. He had shot himself in the head 30 minutes prior. Dude, that's... 
like I'm, oh, man, yeah, my legs I, got bumps on them. Yeah, like that. Like, that is rough, dude. And and just just telling us the story, man. First and foremost, you know, greatly, greatly, uh, you know, condolences on your loss. That's ridiculous, and in in holy, not ridiculous, but ridiculous that you lost somebody, you know, especially that young or whatever. But just to have like, so okay, in this context, did the Ouija board freak him out to the point where he just couldn't handle it? Or was there underlying stuff there? You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, it almost sounded like he was having a seizure or something. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't know, man. That's just. But then spitting out like Latin and stuff. That's, that's weird. Yeah. That is creepy. Yeah. And oh man. Oh, I don't even, I don't even know what I do. Don't, but thank you for your story. And that uh, kind of leads me into another story I have. As all the networks go down. <laughs> we'll see what happens here, folks. So, when I was younger, me and two of my friends, my two friends and I, and two friends and myself, myself and two friends, try to be grammatical here, um, we, you know, we were messing around with the Ouija board, right? And, uh, you know, I really didn't put too much into it. And, you know, we're down in the basement of my old house in Cleveland, <laughs> the land of the Cleve. Yes. So we're messing around with the Ouija board, and things kind of started happening. Mm-hmm. Things were moving, and I, you know, to me, I'm thinking somebody's one of my, one of my friends is doing this, and everyone's swearing up and down that they're not. Okay, and really didn't like drink or smoke or anything like that at, at, at this time. You know what I mean? I right. really didn't. That wasn't my thing. And um, I mean, I, I drank a little bit. Don't get me wrong. Didn't smoke or anything like that. Right. Um, so anyway, we're doing this thing, and then all of a sudden, um, an entity by the name of Stephen started to you know tell us like you know go to his name and then how old he was and apparently he was murdered by his stepfather in the house that i lived in Mm. now i i tried to look into it couldn't find anything so you know obviously i don't know if it's real or not Um, it's someone messing with me whatever but then some darker entities start to pop up and basically they were like chasing after steven they like wanted steven's soul and it was like the i mean it was it was really wild. I mean, at one point in time, the thing actually, the the oracle, the monocle, the the little the the thing in the center with the little a glass piece. It's not glass; it's plastic. But <laughs> yeah, thank you, Milton Brothers. Um, is it Milton? Is it Warner? No, not Warner Brothers. They make bad DC movies. No. Uh, anyway, so the thing shoots off the board one time, and and it hits. I can't remember if it was me that got hit or if it was my buddy Nate. And and I don't remember. But either way, I think it was Nate, and I think his ribs. God, and I said his name, whatever. Um, his uh, his ribs were bruised after it. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's how fast this thing like launched. So there, you know, there are a lot of stuffs happening. We're like, all right, there was this metaphysical store called Enchantments, mm-hmm. not too far away from my house, and we went in there and we talked to the lady who was psychic. Hanger, hanger. <laughs> that's quote end quote psychic. And me, obviously, I'm like, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we walked in. It's like she she knew almost immediately that we were playing with a Ouija board. Like she just had this look on her face of like disdain, you know, where she was just like, you were messing with a Ouija board, weren't you? And we were kind of like, what? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And she starts telling us about how negative it is because there's only like two colors on there and there's only a few words and it's hard for the, um, the spirits because of the energy and it takes a lot of energy to, you know, transcend, to try and, like, go through you because there's a medium. Somebody's the medium at the board, and, you know, they're going through them. You know, that whole whatever. Right. That whole chestnut. <laughs> yeah. So then she introduces us to this thing called a psychic circle. And it's basically like a big Ouija board 
except way more colors and lots of words on it and like it's just it's a really pretty piece that to be honest I still have it it's in the back studio area back there and um yeah I'm not messing with it you don't want to do that time no No? I want to stay married anyway so we take it you know whatever and of course she could have just been selling us something whatever I think it was like 40 bucks or whatever you know and but then she's talking about how we need like these protection amulets Gotcha. And again, was she helping us out or was she selling us something? So we get these things that are kind of bronze and kind of metal or whatever. And uh, we all got one. And if I'm not mistaken, I think they were all three different. Like one was for a certain this and one was for a certain that. But she blessed them for us because I guess she can do that. <laughs> I, I don't know. And even telling these stories now when I'm older, I'm just like, come on. Yeah. But anyway, so we go back and we start messing with this circle contact Steven again and you know it's way it's way easier to do whatever we're doing and whatnot and then something negative came through again we're like oh shit so uh, we, we, we stopped playing and then everyone just kind of went their separate ways I went to bed and my one friend went home and you know both my friends went to their separate homes so next morning um, I can't remember if he called me or if I called him but I woke up and I had scratches on me and not like not like cuts like deep cuts it but almost like but but um dark enough that you can see them so not like you just took your nails and just scratched your arm it was more like a i guess like a cat scratch but oh, okay. like multiple okay and even on my back and stuff it's weird so you know, i call my one friend and i'm like hey dude like i woke up with a lot of scratches and stuff on me and and, and he was like holy shit dude me too you know i've got scratches on me as well so we ended up calling our third friend and he was like no man, I don't have anything on me at all whatsoever. He's like, but uh, question: Did you guys sleep with your your amulets on? We're like, no. I remember taking it off and putting it on the like the corner of my bed or whatever at night. And he's like, because I did. And we were just like, all right, we're done messing with any of this. Done again. Could they have been messing with me? Very, very possible. In fact, highly likely. However, I was done. No more. Yeah, the scratches thing, that kind of... Mm. Yeah, it was weird. And like I said, they weren't like deep scratches, like like cuts. Right. But they were like... And, and I don't know. I don't remember like... It, it, it almost... You know what it looked like? It looked like if you were like um, trying to get through like a, a big um, patch of uh, like roses, like with the thorns. Right. That's what it looked like. Oh, snap. But where the hell... There was no... Uh, no thorn bushes? No. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but it was weird and... That that's the don't mess with Ouija boards, y'all. Don't don't do it. Yeah. Don't don't do it. And I know everyone's like, oh, it's just a game. It's not even about the game. It's about the fact that you know the universe can possibly bring in some negative stuff if you're negative. You know, if you have that, you know, positivity positivity breeds positivity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then negativity does the same. But if two negatives meet together, does that make a positive? In physics, maybe. <laughs> I don't know about metaphysics. That's like a physical world. I, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't mess with those. I think they're weird. I mean, I actually have a, an actual Ouija board back in the back too. Yeah, yeah, I've never done any of that before. So, but, but it stays back there. Yeah, I don't yeah. want. So if anything bursts in the flames, it's you know I'll just call the insurance company. You know. Smart, smart. <laughs> yeah. very smart. So now we do have a uh, a story from uh, the you like that podcast, and that's Y U H like that. With a question mark podcast. You like that? You like that? See? So uh, make sure you guys are checking them out. Go and let them know that the Midnight Train sent you. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's take a listen to their 
story. <laughs> What's up, guys? My name is Omar from Texas, representing You Like That Podcast, podcast I do with my fiance. And I would like to share my paranormal experience that I had as a child. Um, started back the year, I'm not quite sure. I just know I was around the age of, I want to say eight or nine. I'm 29 now. So around the age of eight or nine is when this happened. Um, I remember it was night outside. I want to say like about 10-ish, 11-ish, because that's usually when we go to bed. Because the next morning, we were we had plans to go to Mexico to go visit family. Usually we go super early in the morning. So that's why I say around 10-ish, because usually my parents will tell us to go to bed around that time anyways. Um, but I remember I was in my bedroom. A bedroom that I shared with my sister. So, not mine. And the only light that was around was the TV in the living room, which wasn't that far away from the bedroom. It was just a couple steps away. Uh, my parents were actually in the living room watching TV. Um... Me, my sister and I were just sound asleep in the room. So, again, like I said, the only light that was shining through that room was what was showing off the TV from my parents watching um, television. But I remember I was just having trouble sleeping that day. I don't know why. Just out, out, of, out of all the times, it was just that. I remember that one day I had a lot of trouble trying to fall asleep. My sister was perf- just peacefully knocked out. She was in her own little world. And I was just tossing and turning. And I remember, you know, my bed was against the wall. So I was facing towards the doorway. And I remember I just turned around. I was like, maybe it's the light that's bothering me. Maybe that's the reason why I'm not able to get some sleep. So as I turned, I was facing the wall. Closed my eyes for like a couple seconds, hoping that I would just fall asleep and um I remember just opening them right just shortly after and I just see I kid you not I've told the story just locally to people that I know but I feel like how crazy it is that this happened to me it's hard to believe all I saw was a scrawny a bony hand it was, it, was, it was a really bony, long fingers, um, almost like a grandmother, if you will. Think of a, a, a skinny, small grandmother, but with long, bony fingers. Just slowly, something like out of a movie. You know, in the movie when you see like someone who's just minding their own business or sleeping, and you just see a hand just slowly crawling against the wall. But here's the thing, the silhouette of the hand had big rings on those fingers how many i do not remember this was long ago i'm 29 now that was when i was like eight or nine um and i just remember seeing that and i i freaked out because i remember i laid there and i just watched it for like a good three seconds just slowly you know across the wall and i remember i just turned around i got up super fast from from my bed I just got up, I looked around to see what was going on, what was happening, if there was anyone around, if it was my sister joking with me because we love to joke around as siblings do. 
but she was still just sound asleep. Of course, her fingers are too small to be that hand. She doesn't wear any jewelry. Turned around, I facing the doorway to see maybe maybe it was my parents, you know, trying to pull the blanket up over me or something, make me more comfortable. That wasn't it. I saw none of my grandparents. I mean, none of my parents. Sorry. Um, and uh, I remember I, I got up from my bed, and I just slowly creeped to the to the wall because I, like I said, it's a it's a couple steps away from the bedroom, but there's still a wall like around the corner that's that's blocking that's separating the the bedroom from the living room. And I remember just slowly walked against the wall. I peeked my head over. My parents are just still there in the living room, watching TV, just talking to each other. So I was like, well, that wasn't, that wasn't my sister. It wasn't my parents. And I didn't know what to think of it after that. I just went back to bed. Here's the thing, though. Few years passed by. I want to say I'm, I'm, I'm in my 20s for sure. And I remember bringing it up to my dad. I was like, hey, dad, this happened to me. Never told anybody. This happened to me when I was younger, when we were going to go to Mexico the next day. And I explained to him, as I did now, what I saw. The bony hand, the rings uh, against the wall. It was just the silhouette of the hand. My dad told me that house that I grew up in, the man that he rented it from, that man told my father that that house was... It was known to have gypsies there. At the time, I wasn't quite sure what a gypsy was, who they were. Um, but I remember when I looked it up, I saw a lot of like jewelry involved. They were known for wearing jewelry. Not sure if that's if that's right or that's true, but from what I looked up or what I read, that's you know that the only knowledge I have of that. So maybe it was a, a you know gypsy from the past life who's who was trying to come after me or I had something that I wanted to this day I can't explain it but because of that event that happened that night is the reason why I believe in paranormal stuff anything that has to do with ghosts I believe I'm I'm, I'm a believer because of that hope y'all enjoyed um, hopefully I didn't ramble on for too long uh, shout outs to you guys and uh, yeah, check us out the podcast. Hopefully, we're able to promote our stuff. But check us out. Peace. Wow, that's crazy. That is creepy, Omar. Thank you so much from over at the. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> so make sure you check out you like that with a question mark podcast, and uh, that's Omar and uh, from Texas representing. Yeah. I love Texas. Yeah. I mean, it's just too damn big. You guys should break up and be like four states. Let's be honest. Come on. Or just your own country. Or be your own country. That's fine. I'd be uh, there. Yeah. I, I wouldn't move. That. Well, maybe. It depends on what. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They're, eh. <laughs> We're not, let's not get into that. But I like it. I like it a lot down there. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, man. Uh, make sure you're checking them out. Uh, the You Like That podcast. And that's Omar. And thank you very much for your submission there. All right. So, we've got one more from a passenger here. Ooh. But then we have one from a... Uh, a new one that I haven't listened to yet. Oh. And it was just sent to me at our Halloween party for my wife and I's establishment. 
I was talking to a gentleman there, and uh, he told me about this weird experience that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. Okay. 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 All right. This comes from passenger Amanda Dens. Hi, Amanda. Thank you so much. Yes. And it says, "All right. So this is a true story. This happened in 2013, 2014." A little backstory: my husband and I moved in my mom's house in 2009, just after our son was born. My mom needed help paying bills due to her becoming recently divorced. After a while, we started, uh, started trying for a daughter, but never happened. Well, in May of 2013, I found my mom in bed, and she had passed away. Well, about February of 2014, we found out I was pregnant, and that's when everything began. Now, I'm an empath, precognitive dreamer, and a medium of sorts. I can sometimes hear spirits, but most of the time, I see them. Mm. Anyway, when my mom passed away, I stopped seeing spirits, and when I st- it started back up, it was terrifying. We'd finally moved into my mom's old room due to other reasons, and I started to notice I felt like I was being watched. Well, one night, I got up to go to the bathroom, and something told me to look at our bedroom door, and there it was. Something with a white face, almost like a geisha peeking around the corner of the door at me. I then looked forward and ran to the bathroom. I got done and literally ran back to my bed. The next morning, I told my husband, and he tried to see it at night also, but either he couldn't see it or it wouldn't let him. He is also a medium. He's been plagued by spirits his whole life. But this went on through my whole pregnancy. It was creepy as hell. After my daughter was born, it just stopped. We don't know why, but now it's been eight years, and we have never seen it again. But my daughter also has the gift, and at age six, she came to me and told me that, quote, Grandma says I'm her beautiful princess. Now, by this time, my husband's mom had passed away, um, so I asked her if she was talking about Nanny, Dad's mom. She says, no, it's Grandma. So I asked her what Grandma, what Grandma, and she pointed to a picture I have in my room of my mom, and, and, of my mom and I. So I said, but you never met my mom. And she says, I know, but she came to my room and told me she loved me, and I'm her beautiful princess. I was completely floored. My daughter also sees her nanny almost weekly. Now, my husband and I have seen many spirits and other things more scary, but that's for another time. Sorry for such a long story. It's not completely detailed, but it's one of our scary stories. Thanks for the great podcast, and keep doing you, Amanda Dens. All right. Damn, Amanda. Ooh. Again, kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, the the face, the face. Yeah, the the face, the face. I might not be living there anymore. Mm. Just saying. Well, I mean, definitely if Mama was there with you, yeah, that she'd been out. Yep. Uh yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Thank you so much for the story. That is absolutely creepy, super creepy. And to be honest, yeah, maybe next year for Halloween, you give us some more stories, right? Yeah. I'd love to get some more stories from everybody. And listen, if you have stories, we don't have to wait till Halloween. We can stockpile. Send them to um, the Midnight Train Podcast at gmail.com. Do it. Now, do you have any other stories? Or is that like your one? That's like my, my biggest one. I had one other one that was just weird to me and almost kind of like revert reverts back to the the one of our first stories that we told um were like kind of like lucid dreaming things where i kind of felt like it was at but uh but so i was a little kid i was like i don't know 10 11 years old or whatever we were living out in vegas at the time and uh my sister and i uh had rooms that were literally like right next to each other um while i'm laying in bed i can see her laying in her bed through each other's doorways or whatever and i just remember um i was at school the day before and i had this 
one good friend of mine that was just really into paranormal shit. Just always did this weird. There's always one of them. Yeah, always did like that. Uh, the 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 Bloody Mary thing, and always try to get all her friends to do that stuff. Yeah. And she came up with this random one where it was like, you flip a penny, and every time you flip a penny, you ask a question, and it's this one person or whatever. And every time you flip the penny, head was yes, tails was no, kind of thing or whatever. Um, and I don't remember exactly how it started or what we did or whatever, but all we remember doing was just her and I were going back and forth, and she would ask a question, I'd ask a question, yada yada. And then at the very end of it, she goes, "Are you, are you going to visit Logan in his room at night?" You know, <laughs> and it flipped, and it was heads up, and I was. I like, mean, yes. Yeah, I guess that meant yes. So I was like, so you, you stopped being friends with her immediately. Yeah, I moved. Yeah. Really, like, right yeah. after that. We're not friends anymore. No. So I was like, well, that's kind of weird. And I kind of just forgot about it or whatever. And then I just remember falling asleep at night. And then in the middle of the night, I just heard this blood-curdling scream. What? Just woke me up out of a dead sleep. Okay. And when I woke up, I could still hear it happening. Now, we lived in a really nice neighborhood. We didn't really have, like, a lot of partiers or anything like that. And it was, like, during the middle of the week. I think it was, like, a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So nobody was really doing anything crazy next door. So <laughs> I'm laying in bed, freaked the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. I, like, Valid. take the comforter, put it over my head a little bit. So, you know, because I don't know if something's in there. Cause I just felt this weird, eerie presence. Like, just, it was cold, and it was the middle of freaking July. Like it, or not July. It was, like, going towards the summertime or whatever. And uh, it was hot out there. So I had my blanket over my head, and it got really cold. And I just remember looking over at my sister, and she was just, like, staring at me from her bed. But, like, I could see her eyes open, but she wasn't moving. So mm. how, old, how old was she? Like, four. Ah, see, kids. Damn it. <laughs> so I had, I had the, uh, the, the blanket over my head, and I'm, like, looking over. And her nickname was Peanut. We always called her Peanut, mm-hmm. but I always called her P. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, whispering. I'm like, hey, P. Peanut. Mm. And nothing. She didn't move. Nothing. She's just staring at you. She's just staring at me. Mm-mm. And then all Again. of a, <laughs> and all of a sudden, night, night. My bed. I was. I had an old queen size bed that was on like those weird like metal frames where they had like the little rollers on the bottom of it. All of a sudden, I felt the bed kind of just shift. Yeah. Dude, I told you not, dude. I was like, eh. I put it. On, I made a little squeal or whatever. Put my blanket over my head. I just laid there and I just tried to make myself go to sleep and go to sleep. And then my door just kind of like. Mm. And after that, I was like so fucking freaked out. And, I, like, and so you think that that's the, the that was the thing leaving the room? Yeah. Oh boy. Because I like yeah. Oh yeah, boy. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. And then I even asked my sister the next day too. I was like, "Did you hear any like screaming in the middle of the night?" She's like, "No, I was fine." I was like, "Glad you were." Yeah. <laughs> like like. Yeah, I didn't tell my friend what, that that happened though, because I was. What was the like? Per, 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 I'm sorry, <laughs> the paralysis. Of, per, 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 <laughs> Spit it out, Peter. Um, what, what's with your sister being like paralyzed, looking at you or whatever? I have no idea, and it was oh, just the weirdest no. thing in the world. No, I thought she no, woke up and heard no. something, mm-hmm. and was just afraid mm-hmm. like I was, and was just waiting for something to happen, but. She said that she didn't hear or do anything and was just there. But she's not a sleep talker. She's not a sleepwalker. She doesn't do weird, random shit. Mm. That was the only time I ever saw that happen. Holy fuck. It was Yeah. Weird. Nope. I'm out. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I got a couple, and then uh, we'll go to the, uh, the the audio for this last one here. Cool. Okay. Um, I remember being a kid and young, 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 young. And my mother was uh, hanging out at the table, and we had a small little house. And I was mm. on the floor, floor playing with a... One of the big metal Tonka trucks from back in the day. Nice. The big dump truck. Oh, yeah. You know? 
And I'm like, eh. and now we had this um, this record player. Music was always big in my house, mm-hmm. always growing up. Music was everywhere, all the time. And I honestly give my mother all the credit for, I guess, my, my broad taste in music. Right. And uh, so we had a, a an old school analog um, stereo receiver, mm-hmm. right? And for you young bucks out there, that means that there was a knob that you turned left and right and a needle behind like this plastic piece would go up and down for the channels. Right. Right. It's analog. Mm-hmm. And it also had an analog um, volume on it. So two big silver buttons to turn it. You know what I mean? Gotcha. They were nice too. So like when you turn them, they were like, they kind yeah, of like for flow. Like, yeah. There wasn't a little click, 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 click. It was like, oh Yeah. So I remember sitting there and my, mom, my mother was listening to something. I don't remember what she was listening to. And then um, all of a sudden the music just blasted. Now, I remember my mother used to, and my mother was very, very into, like, metaphysical and ghosts and stuff like that. And uh, she used to, all, all the time, like, her keys would go wind up missing, and then she'd find them someplace else. But she would talk to the ghost. Mm. Like, that's what she did. Weird. And that's how I grew up, folks. Whatever. Yeah. So she would talk to the ghost or whatnot. And I forget, it was a, a woman's name, and I forget what the name was. For the life of me, I can't remember what it was. So anyway, you know, I knew that my mother you know, talk to ghosts, <laughs> whatever. So anyway, the music just blasted real loud. Yeah. And my mother, without a second, like a second take or anything, she just said the, the ghost name, she was like, stop it, turn it down. And that knob turned down and the music got softer. Yeah. Now. Okay. You guys know how I am. Mm-hmm. Did that happen or was I young and my mother mentioned it as a story and for some reason my brain is making me think that I remember that because my mother t- said the story so many times. You know what I mean? But it, let's just say this, it feels extremely real like I was there. Like I can I can envision myself being there and that happening. And you're young, man. Your, your innocence is pure. Yeah. So you can see things. But like, like you literally, like without a wince, she didn't get scared. She didn't get nothing. She was more like aggravated right she was kind of a bitch but anyway so <laughs> she she literally was just like whatever the name was not to stop it turn it down and it was like and turned down oh yeah boy, oh, yeah boy, oh, boy. yeah oh, boy. yeah okay anyway all right so let's go ahead and play this one all right and i don't know what this one is but i do know the story as told by the 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 woman who's going to tell the story this is his sister okay but they all experience the same thing. Oh. Okay, so this isn't just like one person's thing. This is an entire family that dealt with this. Okay. All right, so let's go ahead and play it. Hi, my name is Catherine. Um, I have a few stories about the time um, when I was uh, between 8 to 11 years old living in a house on Chestnut Ridge Road in North Ridgeville, Ohio. Um, I did find the house again, uh, just looking it up real quick. Uh, the county auditor only shows that the house was built in the 1900s. Um, it says 1900. It doesn't say specific year. Um, that could mean it's actually older. Um, not sure. So that was pretty interesting. I never realized how old that house was. Um, but it felt like it. Kind of stepped into that house and felt like you were somewhere you shouldn't be. Um, specifically the front porch, um, the attic, the entire upstairs really was very creepy. Um, but that entire time period that we were there for, um, about three or four years was very 
active and creepy. Um, there were a couple instances where um, we would hear crying. Um, I am the oldest of three. I have two younger brothers, and my youngest brother is about four years younger than me. So um, at the time, if I was 10, he would have been only six. Um, although my brothers shared a room together, he would still have ni many night terrors. Um, so he was constantly waking up in the middle of the night crying. Usually my mother would come downstairs after hearing him and she would console him, make him feel better, get him back to sleep. Um, but one night I remember um, I heard him crying and I woke up and I just kind of let him cry for a little bit, expecting my mother to come downstairs and console him like she always does. Um, but she did not come down after a few minutes of him crying very loudly. Um, and I was concerned that there was something wrong with him and um, maybe she couldn't hear him. So I ended up getting up. I was just, you know, five feet away. We shared a hallway um, and a bathroom. So um, he was pretty close. So I got up and I went into his room. And my brothers had bunk beds. And of course, he was the youngest, so he slept on the bottom bunk. So... I went over to um, his bed and just kind of started feeling around, um, you know, to try and wake him up and console him. Um, I was, of course, very sleepy, so I really wasn't that awake. But after a couple seconds of me trying to look for him, I realized he wasn't there. And the second I realized he wasn't there, the crying stopped. And I was very freaked out. So I ran back into my bedroom, closed my door, and hid under my covers until I fell asleep. Um, another story, um, I have um, this middle brother. He walked upstairs the one day just to go see my mother in her room and um, the closet door that was in front of her bedroom right across the hallway from the attic door flew wide open. Um, I don't remember if he said that he saw a man standing in the closet or a person or a shadow, um, but something was, you know, in the closet enough for it to open on him as he was walking up into my mother's room. And um, that, of course, frightened him very much. Um, we had a lot of activity upstairs that happened. Um, the attic wasn't fully finished. It didn't have drywall on the walls. It was a very creepy room. They decided to turn it into like a toy room. So the walls were lined with buckets and buckets of all of our toys. Um, however, the actual walls were covered in black um, like trash bags. I, I, I don't remember what the material is called, but it's, it was like black, just black plastic from the floor to the ceiling on the walls the entire way around the room. Um, it felt very weird, very dark in there. Obviously, the black plastic didn't help, but um, constantly toys were going off in that attic room. Um, there was a specific fire truck that we had. It was a hand-me-down from a cousin. Um, it was broken. It had a little winding siren on the side of it that didn't work anymore, but um, that toy was constantly being found in the middle of the room, and we would hear the siren going off all the time. Um, I did have our cousins over a lot. We spent a lot of time with my cousins growing up. 
Um, and there was an evening where um, we were all playing. We were playing hide and seek. And I think it was the summer. Um, you know, in those old houses, your parents put up a sheet to block off the main living space to the upstairs and the downstairs so that the cold air would stay, you know, in the, in the main living area. So, of course, there was a sheet that was blocking up the upstairs to keep the airflow on the main level. And um, we noticed that the sheet was kind of moving awkwardly. Um, it kind of looked like maybe um, like a cat was behind it, kind of poking at it and playing with it. We did have a, a handful of cats at the time, so we just assumed it was the cats playing. Um, of course, as children do, we inspected it and wanted to see where, what, what cat it was. Um, but we moved the sheets and there was nothing behind it. We thought, oh, it's just the, the wind and the airwaves blowing the sheet around. It's not a big deal. Um, and we sat and we watched it for a minute, just curious. And it started to almost move in and out as if something was breathing behind it. The entire sheet, not just one spot where you would expect a person's face to be. They were standing behind it. But the entire sheet was moving as if it, somebody was breathing. Um, we sat and again watched it for a while because um, it was very odd. We never seen the sheet move that way usually. Um, and then we started noticing um, some glowing towards the bottom of the sheet. And um, I don't remember if it was a dare or if I was just very curious, but I ended up being the one to go over to the sheet and kind of inspect the glowing area. It would have been down around where maybe a foot would have been or something like that. And, you know, going to poke something that's glowing, you don't know what to expect behind it. You expect nothing because we already looked behind it and there was nothing there, or you would expect it to move if it was one of the cats for some odd reason. Um, or you would expect if we touched it, you know, it felt like it was the wooden stairs that were behind it. But no, it didn't feel like that at all. When I touched it, it felt like there was an actual foot there. Um, of course, I immediately panicked and whipped the sheet back, and once again, there was nothing there. A lot of weird things happened in that house. Um, hated being there. I know my mother called um, and had it blessed, I think, twice. Um, she was told before we had moved in, because we were just renting at the time, that it was known to be haunted, which, you know, you, you don't think much of until you get in there and you experience the things that we had to experience. Um, nothing violent by any means, but very creepy. Um, the front porch always seemed very dark, even though it was completely surrounded by open screens. It was a very, very weird place to be. Um, and really nothing in that house kind of felt like you should really be there. And the house sits on four and a half acres. Um, the entire lot was very beautiful, but again, very almost still and, and creepy. Yikes. Uh, yeah, no bueno. Why, why stay in that house?
Why? Why? Why stay in that house? Why mess with the fucking sheet? Why? Why? Oh boy! Oh boy! So uh, that was um, <laughs> Eric is his name. That his he was the one who was actually telling me about this house and how it had a bunch and right here, not far from us. Yeah, no, not at all. And so that was his sister. And so thank you so much for the story. And, or stories yeah. that pretty much lead me to believe that y'all should have moved out of that house way sooner. Y'all. Just saying. Um, one last one real fast, and this is just a kind of a little palate cleanser. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So my wife. Mm-hmm. Okay. She uh, had a townhouse. Okay. You've actually been there before? Yes. Yes, I remember it. Yes. And um, uh, one day she was there by herself, oh. and uh, she uh, happened to hear what sounded like footsteps upstairs mm. but more so that it sounded like it was coming if i remember the story correctly that it was coming from the top of the 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 townhouse like outside on the roof oh snap and she got extremely freaked out about it yeah and you know well as one does she called her everyone has that one crazy friend yeah that will you know they're crazy but that's also the one person you depend on when crazy shit happens. Yeah. So she called her friend, and I'm not going to throw her name out there just because I just called her crazy five different times. But kind of think, I yeah, you that. you know who it is. Yeah. And so she comes over. Well, she she says, "Listen, I need you to come over. This is happening. There's something in my house. I don't know what it is." And so she comes over to the house, and she has a big bunch of sage with her. Okay. 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 Cleanse the house. Yeah. Go through. Use the sage. Cleanse the house. That's typically what people do. Yeah. And a pistol. <laughs> that is a good friend. <laughs> she brought sage and a pistol and uh, went through. Cleanse the house. Nobody there. And you know whatever. So yeah, that's that's what happened. That is actually really smart. That's yeah. I, I listen because if it's real, I got a gun. If it ain't, I got sage. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm 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 good. <laughs> on today's episode of ghost hunters we have our 12 gauge that's right that's right so listen everybody thank you so much for hanging out with us on this special episode for halloween 2022 and our passengers first class passengers and our friends and other podcasts all telling their ghost stories yes. and what amazing stories every single one of them yes and now whether you believe or you don't believe things can get weird things and obviously it's it, it's all around. It, it happens. Is. All right. So if you're listening today, it is Halloween, and we want you guys to be safe. Take care of yourself out there. You know, and if you see a ghost or whatever, the first thing you should do is let us know about it. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Hit us up and, you know, on any of our social medias. We can, you can find us anywhere online. We're always there. Always. You can go to the MidnightTrainPodcast.com. And if you are not a Patreon who has... They've been watching us this whole time for video because this is our live stream happening here right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we'll be doing more of that specifically for our Patreon subscribers. Um, Just want to thank all of the podcasts that sent in stuff, all of you passengers that sent in your stories. You guys are amazing. And hopefully it was spooky, but not too spooky, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? We've got to keep wanting more. Right, right. So, listen, you got anything else to add? Yeah, you do. Oh, I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. It's choo-choo, motherfuckers! Now go home and get your fucking shine box.